guys and welcome to the show we are so happy to have you leave a comment down below i see taylor's asking where are you guys from where are you watching the show right now drop your cities countries where whatever the case may be down in the chat down below we are gonna have a very fun and interesting stream today uh my name was used okay keep amala's name out your mouth <laughs> No, <laughs> we're going to get there uh, and talk about, you know, Jubilee, Blossom, and an accusation that was made that we just need to clear up real quickly. There's really no big drama or tea or anything like that, but uh, we will be clearing up some accusations. We do have Taylor in Nashville. I got my mug. I'm ready for the tea. Let's do this. Happy <laughs> Friday, y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to have a fun show. For those of you who are unaware, um, there was a Jubilee episode that was trans conservatives versus trans liberals. And on that episode was, you know, Blair White, who we're very familiar with on this show, Blossom Brown, who we are also familiar with on this show, by virtue of having had Blossom on this show to do a debate with Buck Angel. Also, I was featured on Jubilee's Middle Ground, where it was trans, uh, you know, trans women versus conservative women. And I was on the conservative women camp, going back and forth, having a debate. It didn't end up getting all that contentious, although if there was somebody that I went head to head with, it would have been Miss Blossom Brown. Now, after the whole debate with Jubilee, I hit up Blossom and said, you know what, would love to have you on the show, would love to have you in studio. In fact, let's host a debate where you talk to Buck Angel about the different issues that are happening within the trans community, how you guys view the ideology, how you view gender theory, and Blossom agreed to said debate. But now, in a video that's been posted on YouTube, we're getting a far different characterization of what happened. I was just scrolling on Twitter you know, looking at the wall-to-wall -wall wartime coverage that is happening right now. And I got a little notification of a YouTube video titled, Unpacking a Historic Trans Debate on the Middle Ground. And somebody tagged me and said, at Amla Epinobi, they're talking about you. And I was like, what do you mean they're talking about me? I had nothing to do with that debate with, you know, Blair and all the other trans conservatives. But let's go have a look. And I got to this moment in the video. Let's, let's watch it. <laughs> Because oh, I too have, for context with, with me and Blair, um, I am the reason why this debate actually happened. Um, what ended up happening was I was on a Jubilee episode called Trans Women versus Conservative Women. Mm -hmm. And Amala, who was a, the black conservative, she was a young Gen Zer. Me and her were going back and forth the most on there. And so she had a podcast. And so once the our debate was done and once we filmed that episode, she asked me to come on with other trans women who are conservative. I said, cool, I have no problem, because we had a good discussion there. Well, I got blindsided, because when I got over to her studio or whatever, Buck Angel showed up. And I was just like, these are not the trans women that you said. And so what ended up happening was, I, I shot the episode with Buck, 
Um, I thought the conversation went great, but Buck flipped out. And, and let me make this very clear. Anything that I say here today is my personal opinion um, as a black trans woman. And so nobody can police that. Uh, we did the debate. Um, I did not feel 100% comfortable in that space because, I don't know, it, it wasn't debating Buck, because I don't mind debating trans conservative over issues. But it, for me, and this is that Libra in me, it has to be the right balance of space. The balance was not there because they were going to lean automatically more towards him. And I just pretty much threw off the debate on purpose. I, I literally just threw it off because I'm like, there's another platform where we can have this. Well, he Okay, that that just about sums it up. First of all, I I was watching this and I was like, what in the hell? What in the hell is going on? Real quick, so I had to very quickly just go and like search on my phone because I'm like, okay, first of all, I know I have receipts for this just not being the case whatsoever. So I do gotta pull those up just to like add some clarification to this situation. Okay, y'all, here's a little text message. In fact, let me put it full screen for you. This is me. Amala Epinobi, hey, I will be in touch. Hi, Blossom, it's Amala. Want to talk to you about getting you on the show, uh, if you're still up for that. Blossom saying, hey, love, hope you're great. Yes, absolutely. And then I say, great. I will start a group chat with you and my PR person at the time, which shout out Sabrina, because Sabrina knows about all this stuff too. And, um, and, and we'll coordinate, right? And he said, we are going to have Buck Angel on as well. To which Blossom said, okay, perfect. Even sent pictures uh, that were taken of Blossom to her after this debate happened in our studio. So there are the receipts, guys. Are you kidding me? And then Sabrina even took it upon herself. She was like, girl, I got more receipts. I sent an email to Blossom. And the, the, <laughs> the subject on this email, if you guys read at the top right here, it says Buck and Blossom on Unapologetic, which is the old name of the show. BFFR, guys, <laughs> which I'm not going to be like overly dramatic all about this. It doesn't really matter all that much, but it's just so interesting that like somebody would bring your name up out of nowhere in an interview like this and then characterize me as if I had blindsided her. Imagine if I had actually done that and been like, hey, Blossom. I want you to come to the studio. We're going to have a healthy debate between you, a trans woman, and then, you know, a trans conservative woman. And then you show up and Buck Angel's there, you know, a whole ass transsexual man. And I'm just like, surprise. Now you're going to have to sit down and, and duke it out with this guy. Of course, that is not what happened. Uh, so I just had to clear my name <laughs> on this podcast. But the the smoothness with which Blossom lied actually astounds me. I'm like, did you actually convince yourself that that is the way that this all panned out? Or do you just lie like you breathe? Because that was a smooth ass lie to just put out there when nobody, you know, asked her about it. Nobody had brought up the conversation of her being on my show. She just decided to throw that lie into the conversation. And just so y'all know how the debate went, between Blossom and Buck. If you haven't seen that video, let me just show you a, a short little clip of just how well that conversation went. I used to follow you a lot on Facebook. One of my dear black trans sisters who is an activist, you made a remark about her being a monkey. I would never, that is Here's an actual lie. She that need to pull that up. Truth. I have never ever I'm said that. Actually, lie. that is insulting. I am insulted. That what? is racist. That is not okay. I that have never, no, I have never said it. Never, 
Never. So, yeah. That is a complete total lie. That's upsetting. I'm, I'm very upset about that. So let's pause. So let's pause. That's basically like I'm saying I said the N word. That's yes. exactly so, what that's saying. Okay, let me, let me I want proof. I let want actual proof. Yeah. If someone can look that up it right now, alleged. I want proof. Alleged. There you go. Okay, so let's pause. Oh my gosh. So that's Blossom's tactic for throwing off a debate, is just to accuse the, the person across from her of, of racism. So that's what happened on that day that's now been called into question. Taylor, I see you smiling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just laughing because I'm having flashbacks of being in the studio with you guys. I was in there Dude. switching cameras and I just remember you're like, okay, guys, I mean, you can see you right there. You're like, everyone, everyone calm down. And look, like I can sympathize a little bit with Blossom trying to articulate that maybe she felt like ganged up on a little bit because if you were going to side with anybody in that room, you would more side with Buck than her. So maybe she felt a little bit like ganged up on or whatever, but you were playing the moderator role pretty fairly. You at no point were really like, coming at Blossom with any kind of, of points. And even so, even if that were the case, it doesn't justify lying about the situation. Uh, that that's, It just, it harms the effort to have good faith debates when you have people out there who are being spokespeople off on behalf of whatever communities, in this case, the, the black trans woman community mm -hmm. or the trans community as a whole. And the way that you represent them is by doing stuff like this, not to mention, or let alone the way those arguments go and uh, accusing people of things while you're in the room with them and accusing them of things after you're in the room with them. So just not a great look, really unfortunate. And I know for your part, uh, we talked about this before the show, we're like, do we even want to cover this? It's, it's, it's not that, like, it's whatever. It is it's what it whatever. is. I know you don't mean any ill will toward Blossom or anything like that, but it's just when when you do, put your name in other people's mouth or put other people's name in your mouth. Uh, and they got receipts to demonstrate that what you're saying is false. Like they're going to come out and defend themselves. That's just the way the world works. So don't, don't lie. Don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do that. That's so messed up. But also guys don't go and like comment on the YouTube video or anything like that. We don't need all that. I just had to clear up what the actual occurrence was and what actually went down and what actually went down was me informing Blossom of exactly who was going to be there and Blossom saying, okay, Perfect. The only thing I like really dislike about this is that it like it sets a stage of like animosity or just like ill will and trying to like trick people into like losing a debate rather than what it actually was trying to encourage like healthy, fruitful conversation on a, a topic, which ended up just not happening whatsoever. If you go and watch the two hour video between uh, Buck and Blossom, most of it is just me going oh, so. Can, can we, uh, <laughs> the whole time <laughs> one more thought on the uh on the feeling threatened thing too i will just have to note that there is a significant size differential between buck and blossom and uh, that's just a notable factor in the equation so the idea that you felt threatened as well is kind of a little hard to lend credence to yes it is a little hard to to believe but it's just crazy how swiftly that that lie came out and you know what taylor and i were talking we were like you know maybe maybe we would have had blossom back on the show or maybe we no <laughs> <laughs> not after the way the conversation went and now post conversation just throwing my name in the hat for a lie is just crazy to me so i had to post that on like instagram twitter just be like just so we're clear Guys, everybody knew what the situation was. Now, <laughs> we're going to move on to another story here. <laughs> Speaking of 
apparently not knowing what the situation was. This is a wild video that I came across on Twitter that I want to share with you guys, uh, and I'll now be showing you from TikTok. What would happen, ladies, and maybe we can put this poll in the chat, would you be upset if you went on a first date with a guy and his chosen restaurant was Cheesecake Factory? Let me know down below if that's a yes or a no. Today, we're gonna watch a video of a woman who was very upset to be brought on a first date to Cheesecake Factory. The caption on this says, first date, she refused to get out of the car because he took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Let's watch. Uh, let me just get the door for you. Okay. He got me at the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. I ain't getting out this car. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yes. Uh, would you want me to open the door for you? Okay. Not her. Are you? You're recording me? Yeah. Yeah. This is the Cheesecake Factory. This is the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant? You want to talk about it? I'm, I'm fine with talking about uh -huh. it, even in front of them. Oh, okay. yeah, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Come on, get up on in the car. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Dude, I'm gonna be honest, at first I did not know whether or not this video is real. It seems like the guy's reaction is genuine, but hers is so over the top that I'm like, is this a skit? Like, are you being for real right now that you are upset that he brought you to the Cheesecake Factory? Anyways, we'll see how this is handled. He's gonna get back in the car. Taylor, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, I believe it. I 100% believe it. The world is so, like we, this reminds me of that video you reacted to a while back of like, the girl who recorded her Uber driver because he supposedly said something racist about her or whatever. Yeah. It was this big, big, massive deal. Like people do this now, you know, they, they take offense to the dumbest things and then immediately start recording it. And just for cloud on TikTok or whatever. And unfortunately that's the world we live in. So I a hundred percent believe this is real. And I'm pretty skeptical of most internet videos, but uh, I don't know. This yeah. one, I believe it. Maybe we'll do a poll in the chat at the end of this and you guys can tell me whether or not you think this video is real or not. Sure, before we close this poll, I'll do that poll right now. But okay. uh, before we close this one, let's read the results. The, sure. We asked you guys, uh, is Cheesecake Factory an automatic no for a first date? Asking the ladies, 8% of you say yes, 65% of you say no. And the rest of you are guys or just wanted to see the results. So it looks like a, what, six to one uh ratio of women who say that cheesecake is not an automatic no. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so when I was growing up at least and in Florida, it was like Cheesecake Factory's like where you go on your birthday. It's kind of special, you know, like the in the interior is kind of nice, at least the one like in Orlando uh, where I used to live nearby. Um, and you'd be like, yeah, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. And it's not necessarily like the cheapest food around. It's not necessarily like going to Applebee's or something like that. Plus, they got some good food at Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, I believe, is an American treasure. <laughs> so if, if the guy is taking you to Cheesecake Factory on the first day, you know what? Sign me up. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, but let's keep watching. Oh, okay. 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 So, so, yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk you, about it. So you expect a man to go all out on the first day. Is that right? 
I mean, you're supposed to. Look at, I mean, when you take out a beautiful woman <laughs> and you're courting her, because I, I get courted. So mm. you're courting her, right? You're supposed to take care of her. You're and supposed to cover her. You're supposed to protect her, cherish her, treat her well, right? Yeah. That's and, what you're and supposed I, to do. I agree. Not I, I went into this date as I expect, uh, with the expectations for myself to keep you safe, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to respect you, mm -hmm. uh, to pay for your food, of course, pick you up, of course, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just treat you like a gentleman. Which I believe I have done. I mean, you, yeah, you've been pretty and then, nice, but I mean, and then, cheesecake factor. I, on the other hand, have certain expectations for a girl I go out with on the first date. I expect her to be respectful too. I expect her to be cooperative. Mm -hmm. and, and at least, you know. Uh, what did I do that wasn't cooperative? Well, I mean, like, even like uh, when we were walking to the car. Dude, I would just be like, mm, 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 drive her all the way back home, be like, get the, get the hell out of the car. Also, stop recording me. What the hell? If I went on a first date and a man started like recording me or anything like that, it's a no go for me. We're done right there, first of all, and I'm I'm going back home. For you to get in a man's car who decided to like be respectful, pick you up, take you to the restaurant, and then record him and not get out of his own car, you realize that she had to unlock the car for him to get back into it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The amount of disrespect. You you need to go home. This is over. <laughs> And to say, to say, uh, what have I done that's uncooperative when you literally just refused to get out of the car yeah, that he, well, after he brought you to the restaurant, you're sitting there like, no, this, you think this goes into a cheesecake factory? Look at this. Are you kidding me? Like, and then what did I do that was uncooperative? Like the, the gall. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, no. Hopefully buddy gets out of this situation. Uh, you wouldn't, uh, but you hand around my arm or anything like that or hold my hand or anything like that i mean it's too early for that okay i yeah. don't know and you i yeah. can respect Fair. that okay. i can respect that okay. when uh i got to your apartment to pick you up uh you didn't want to invite me in i can respect that too we're not again i don't we're know not there. yet okay I know and then but Okay, if she's using the argument of I don't know you yet, so this is why we're doing this, this and that, he should be like, I don't know you yet, that's why we're going to Cheesecake Factory. You want to go to Nobu because when I don't know you? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. What are you talking about? The very same argument that she's using can be used against her. This is just wild to me. Have any of you ever experienced something like this? Let me know. Let me know. I just feel like this is a... Uh, this is a fringe type of woman. I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody doing something like this. That's why I'm inclined to like, is this real? Is this a skit? But the way he's handling it makes me believe it's real. Yeah, he seems very shocked and sincere. But I like your point. You know, if if I don't know you, then you don't get no boo. <laughs> yeah, and still it seems like he was going to pay for this Cheesecake Factory. And as I said before, Cheesecake Factory is like mid-tier. It's not like the, you know, the bottom of the bottom when it comes to going out to dinner. No, it's like above Chili's and Outback and all those like regular chain restaurants. Cheesecake's like, you know, you, you don't want to be dressed like a bum going to Cheesecake Factory. It's got those those entrees are what, like over $20, a lot know, of them, most of yeah. them. Yeah. So. There. Plus, you get like a double portion of food, basically, so you know you're going to have it to go box. It's basically like getting two free meals in one. <laughs> exactly. 
Do you know any other restaurant that has over 30 different flavors of cheesecake, young lady? <laughs> if you don't get yeah, out of the, that the car. The menu is so extensive. They have, literally have other companies advertising in their menu, picking out ads because you, they know you'll be rifling through it for 20 minutes. Dude, that's crazy. You know what? If I got into a car for the first date or whatever and the guy was like, we're going to Chili's. Do you know how elated I would be to be going to Chili's? Are you kidding me? You know how excited I would be to put in my order for some Texas cheese fries? Are you joking right now? My sister literally texted me earlier today and she texted our family group chat and was like, I need you guys to send me what you guys want for Christmas. And my Christmas list was a, a gift card to Chili's. <laughs> oh, I love it. So oh, I love it. I was, I had a Chili's FOMO when we were in LA because there's only a couple in LA and they're like harder to get to from the part of town we were in. And yes. now that I'm in Nashville area, there's one literally like barely a mile from my house. And, uh, we, we used when we when I first moved here, we went like almost every week and it's chilled out a little bit now. But just having the access to it makes me happier. Yeah, man. When I lived in Florida, we had like chilies, Red Lobster, Olive Garden. They're all like on the same strip of road and you can just like hit them up. You know, <laughs> in California, America. you don't really get to, you know, when you when you really want that Olive Garden salad and you can't get it. Uh, it's it's just salad. devastating. I'm talking about the breadstick. What are you talking about? The salad. <laughs> and the, the salad's good too. The but. salad's pretty bomb. I, I got it. They be go honest. together. I got <laughs> okay, we're gonna continue watching this uh, complete and utter meltdown. It keeps getting better. It, it does. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Scared. I mean, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a woman. But I, I mean, got myself all made nothing up. Nothing wrong with the cheesecake factory, right? There's yes, nothing. There's wrong. a lot wrong with the cheesecake factory. Okay. Well, look at. I mean, look at my plan where we were gonna go originally see now that's that's where that's where we should have went Ari. right there call see, him call him no what do you mean no see i, I specifically you told you both yesterday and this morning that i'd come to pick you up at 4 a.m at 4 p.m right mm. and i got to your place at 4 p.m you didn't even come downstairs for another hour and so i was waiting downstairs I understand. For an hour. Right? But I wasn't expecting for work to take me so long. I got home a little late. And like I said, I don't know you well enough to invite you up into my apartment. And that is not possible. And that's why I'm saying, I'm thinking, okay, if we're not there in the relationship to, you know, meet uh, at your apartment, then maybe we're not ready in a relationship for such a huh? nice, fancy relationship. Uh, restaurant is aria especially if i'm paying for the whole thing which i'm still willing to do i, mean, I would have been still willing to do <laughs> are you kidding me are you kidding me i feel like girl get out of the car you can pay for your uber home too what do you mean <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i would have been out of there oh, at like yeah. a, an hour an hour and she's not even coming down i'm sorry like for a first date you, I'm, not, I'm not gonna arrive at your place at the appointed time to pick you up and then sit out there in my car for an hour. Like, that is just so disrespectful. Like she said before, like, what do I do that's disrespectful and cooperative? You didn't come for an hour? I, I mean, this guy's got way more patience than I would have. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that, like, Cheesecake Factory wasn't even the initial plan. It was the backup plan. So he did plan something better for you. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. Alex in the Super Chats is going to be super stoked about this video. I'm about oh, yeah. to get uh, red He's already pills. had a couple. <laughs> but... If we're late, I mean, I told I mean, we you twice. It wasn't that late. I mean, we literally left on. your place at the time the reservation was good, supposed to be. Oh, oh, 
And I specifically said four because maybe we could get there early and even get, have some time to get to know each other on the way there and while we're in the parking lot. I mean, and we, waiting for a reservation. We can still get to know each other. Isn't there another restaurant you can call that? Like, I'll be like, girl, I already got to know you. Bye. Bye. I don't need to know anymore. Yeah, not quick to that. I mean, I, I you, literally you don't said, understand. Look at me. I cannot go in the Cheesecake Factory. There's nothing wrong I, with I will. You mean with that purple lipstick, green dress combo, you can't go into the Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is cracking Savage. me up. This is cracking me up. That's okay. embarrassing. Listen, I, as I said, I have very specific <laughs> certain expectations oh, for that. No. I can tell it's not gonna be there. I and maybe we're not right for each other. So respectfully, I'm oh, gonna no, just drop didn't. you off at home. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, I'm up. So you just want to call it a night? I mean, yeah. isn't there some kind of compromise or something? Uh, Ladies, can you believe this? I'm sorry, y'all. He was uh, out of the parking space. I, I, if I don't feel respected, I am I mean, not yes. going to go through I mean, the rest of the day. Well, I mean, you are serious. You're really leaving. Yeah. I mean, you didn't want this place anyway, right? I mean, I mean, That's I understand that I was late. I understand that. I understand that I could have been a bit more cooperative. You had you made some good points. That's why I'm willing to compromise. Are you sure you want to go home? Uh, I don't have a lot of rules. I don't have a, a lot of expectations for a first date, but I've already set them and you've broken everyone. So oh I'm sorry. We love a secure king. He said, we're gonna go home now and I'm never gonna see you again because I know my worth. <laughs> Uh, it's just as important for women to know their worth as it is for men. And he knows his worth, so he is heading home. <laughs> oh, should we close it, out? It got crazier, right? It, it I did. Mean, I think that was a, if there was acting, that whole thing was one take. I mean, I don't know. It seemed pretty real, even though, like, it's, it's unbelievable the way that the woman behaved. But uh, I don't know. I think it was real. And uh, good on the guy. I mean, I think he probably should have just... Chalked it up to to an L earlier and just you know called time of death on that thing, but uh, you know at least like you said he had the self respect to draw lines at the end and that's that's a good thing so good on him and uh, hopefully this woman and all the people who watch it learn a lesson. Yeah, you know if it's staged, uh, you know they good for them on that one. <laughs> but I'm sure there are some some women like this, but wow, I would go home immediately especially when the phone comes out and people start recording things that's what makes me think i'm like is this real because she has the audacity to record this and then it gets posted on the internet unless she was like live streaming that as what's happening that's a whole different story but oh my goodness and coincidentally Taylor sent me this video of this girl from Australia talking about the Cheesecake Factory. And this was before I even saw the Cheesecake Factory, you know, date meltdown video. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I do not understand why the Cheesecake Factory is not talked about more in America. Nobody cares. Nobody goes. Nobody cares. It's not a thing. But every time I go to America and then I get back home to Australia, everyone's like, oh, my God, did you go to the Cheesecake Factory? 
Like, yeah, dude, I did. It's my favorite thing to do here is go to the Cheesecake Factory. I would literally fly here from Australia just to go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's an unreal spot. The bread, the brown bread, unreal, unreal. Quick tip, if you go there, only ask the brown bread. Before you even sit down, just say, hey, can we only get the brown bread? <sighs> Why does nobody care here? It's my favorite thing to do. I do it's not understand. favorite thing to do. This is what spawned passport bros. <laughs> like the ladies in America don't appreciate a cheesecake factory. So we got to go overseas to find the ones who are going to value the, uh, the quintessential American experience that is brown bread at cheesecake factory. <laughs> Someone in the chat said as an Aussie, this is true. That's Someone so else, funny. <laughs> Someone else said, uh, being French, I don't know enough about Cheesecake Factory, so can't judge, but we have some chain restaurants that are quite fancy looking, even if clearly not a real gastronomic restaurant. You know what? Which, Cheesecake Factory, if you go inside, it looks like a palace out of Aladdin. It's like a legit looking, like, I don't know what, where you are, but uh, it's it's it translates you to another uh, culinary <laughs> universe, and you are just in that world for an hour and a half yeah. of pure uh, indulgent bliss pure bliss this is not sponsored by the way guys but if cheesecake factory wants to sponsor this show <laughs> <laughs> totally you you know what to do cheesecake guys factory. you know what to do hit us up now uh, in the nature of fun friday we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about dating a thread was posted on twitter and we'll read it here it was the question was asked what opinion about dating will have you like this. Oops, and it's my boy Flynn Ryder uh, with a bunch of swords pointed at him. What movie is that from? I literally don't even know. Oh my gosh, Tangled. Okay. Do you do you not? That's crazy. Oh, by the way, I can I say this? Somebody in Tangled is like, is based and knows what's up. Somebody who is featured in that movie uh, knows exactly what's up with the world and is like, you know, awake to what's happening right now i can't say who but uh just know that just know that there are people in in hollywood who are like you know on the same on the same team free thinking individuals but that's all i can say now again they posted what opinion about dating will have you like this and so many people had so many different responses that were getting you know liked and retweeted and all these different things uh one person said Stop putting a limit on what women can order on a date. She was minding her business and you asked her out. Now, I got to be honest. I don't know that I've ever heard a story of men putting a limit on what a woman could order on a date. You guys can answer down below. Do you have a limit, if you're a man watching the show right now, on what a woman can order out on a date? Is there a point where you would stop her and be like, that's too much? Have you ever run into a situation where you've taken a woman out on a date and she's ordered too much food and you wanted to stop her but couldn't stop her? Let me know your stories because I'm so curious to, to hear them. I can imagine there would be some sort of limit that you would put on what somebody ordered, not that you would ex express that out loud, but if you take a woman to a certain restaurant, right, especially if it's an upscale restaurant, and she orders something expensive, you kind of put yourself in that position, right? You should pick a restaurant or a place that is in line with the budget that you have for said date and anticipate that if for some reason you took a woman there and she ordered the most expensive thing on the menu, you'd be able to cover it. Now, if you go to like a steakhouse and your first date says like, I want the $250 tomahawk, red flag, red flag. Maybe don't go on another date with her again. But also 
be prepared that that could be the situation that you've placed yourself in. I'm curious how you guys would react to this. Taylor, have you ever had this happen to you? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Not. I. It's It's been so long since I had first dates like this, but I think it's pretty situational. Like if you're, like you said, if you're taking someone to a nicer place where it's going to be a little pricey, like you just got to be prepared for that. But I've never had anyone like try to order the tomahawk steak uh, to your point and, and just be like, Oh, this is, this is for me. Now I have, I do recall certain instances where I was like, Oh really? Okay. We're just going to you know go all out. Okay, fine. I guess <laughs> that's what I said, but you don't like say anything in the moment. It's just kind of like, okay, well that says something about this person's character and noted. Let's see if there are any other redeeming qualities <laughs> over the course of this to, to make it worth it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. We did put a poll in the chat for you guys. It looks like the fellas are split about 50, 50 on whether they have a limit on what a woman can order on a date. So, oh, okay. So some question. of you do. Maybe it's just like an un an unsaid limit type of thing. It reminds me of that scene from the the comedy uh, movie White Chicks, uh, where Terry Crews goes out to eat with uh, I forget if it's Marlon Wayans or whoever who's dressed up as a woman, and they order like a ton of different dishes, and just slamming the food. He's like, "Damn, little lady, you can eat." Now, if if I took a woman out or something as a man, and and they started ordering like multiple dishes and stuff like that, then I might have to, you know. I'll put my foot down and say something like, are you just here for food at this point? Because I'm sensing that this is not, that you're not here for me and that maybe you just want to eat on my dime. But I hope that that is not happening often enough to you guys for this to be a problem. <laughs> just take her to Golden Corral if that's a problem. You know, all you can eat, whatever you want. And uh, I think that's a, that's a buffet place, right? Yeah, just bring yep. her to the buffet places, the cheap buffet places. And, I'm sure uh, candy too much. she'll freak out on you in the parking lot uh, <laughs> if you do yeah, that. Get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Okay. You know, let me think about that. Where is my line? If I was on a first date with a guy and he took me to X place, is Golden Corral a line? Uh, I don't know. I would be like, you know what? Interesting choice. I might even follow through on the date just to like see where it goes. Maybe have a story or whatever. But Golden Corral, you do have to have some audacity. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the self-respect comes back into play of the woman like what is what at what point is it more does it require your self-respect to stay in the car and refuse to get out yeah that's that's a question to ask yourself but you know with inflation golden corral could be pretty expensive uh at this point. especially you know if he takes you on that prime rib night that you might be winning mm. right there my family used to go to golden corral all the time when we were when i was a kid um and when you're a kid right and you go to golden corral you're like this is the best thing ever i can have any food i want i can literally conjure in my imagination uh, any given meal and golden corral has everything plus the little like dessert bar that they have with like the chocolate fountain that people are probably sticking their fingers in all day as a kid you're like that is a dream <laughs> I feel like we're being so American centric on the show that today talking about uh, Cheesecake Factory and Golden Corral. But yes. it is, it's kind of a thing here. Like there's a regional one uh, called Ryan's. I think it's in like the, the Midwest and the South. And uh, I grew up going to that one. And as a kid, I would go there after church on Sunday or whatever. And you're just like throwing down at the dessert bar, eating as much as you can of the rolls, piling up your plate. And it's like this amazing memory. And then I went back as an adult and I was like, oh, this is like lunch cafeteria food like this is, this is not probably the not the healthiest for me and is not that good as i remember it so yeah. i don't know if we have these great memories of these buffet places but uh 
it's not 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 quite the same. Yeah, they don't typically age really well, uh, <laughs> guys. So you're not missing out on much if you haven't been. Let's read a few yeah. more of these uh, before getting into super chats. This one says. Uh, their hot take is it's perfectly normal to take six months to a year before making it official because people don't reveal their truth selves until they get comfortable. Ooh, let's think about that. Okay. Six months to a year before making it official. That means being exclusive with somebody and saying you are my boyfriend or you are my girlfriend. I don't see... I can see the the reasoning behind that and saying, you know, they're going to show their true colors in six months to a year for some people, even a little longer than that. So let's not make it official until then. Uh, I would say you can make it official and still cut it off once they show their true colors. Nothing about making it official is any sort of like tie down between you and that person other than the fact that you are signing up to exclusively date that person. So whenever I hear somebody say, you know, I'm not going to make it exclusive because I don't know who the true you is yet. To me, it just signals they want to be dating other people uh, and they want the doors open for other opportunities and they want to wait as long as they can. And in this case, six months to a year for that to be the thing. You can always back out of a boyfriend girlfriend relationship if you start to see somebody's true colors and you don't like them so what what is your hesitancy upon making that official now to my surprise and dismay for the ladies out there because presumably this is men 49.4 thousand people liked this tweet and it got nearly 12,000 retweets that's crazy y'all are on the struggle bus out there that's struggle love you mean you're gonna talk to somebody for six months to a year <laughs> before they call it a day and make it official ladies a guy knows how he feels about you within like 10 minutes and you are telling me that you're waiting six months to a year for him to be exclusive with you no and taylor's shaking his head as well he ain't on I this i am shaking my head look <laughs> i mean if the goal of dating is to like figure out if this is a, the right person for you, a good match for the long term to commit to or whatever, which if it's not your goal, if that's not your goal in dating, then I don't know, you know, uh, just do whatever you're going to do, I guess, just have fun. Um, but if that's your, your goal, then like uh, you will figure out who that person is and whether this is a good match faster when you have focus, when you are committing to each other for that time to like, okay, let's evaluate this. If you get to the point, where you think there's something there worth exploring. And that doesn't have to be this immediate thing where you need to commit to exclusivity like right out the gate, but it's it shouldn't take you six months if you're like seriously considering it. Now, maybe there's like a, a longer period of like friendship and getting to know you and you guys are both just doing your own thing or whatever. I mean, but, but you do not, if you are like interested in someone and wanting to progress towards something or or you think that there's maybe something there then don't hesitate to make it exclusive i know my wife's probably watching this because we had a big will they won't they phase and she's probably like what are you talking about <laughs> you totally dragged your feet for so long and so i just have That's to acknowledge so that that uh i delayed my happiness and the right thing moving forward by uh just being dragging my feet and and uh, everything so yeah, yeah sorry babe Justice for Ansley. Justice, put, put a justice for Ansley in the chat, guys. <laughs> when I hear like the timeline of six months to a year, and maybe this is because people have like pushed off uh, long term relationships. They pushed off getting married to their 30s. They've pushed off kids to like their like mid 30s, late 30s, stuff like that. So six months to a year doesn't sound like that much to them. To me, that's a lot. If I've been in like 
talking to dating somebody for six months to a year, that's when we're talking about, is this relationship going to go further? Are we progressing towards more serious conversations about like marriage and what our future looks like? And y'all telling me you're not calling it official until six months to a year? <laughs> you know what? To each their own, Charlize their own, but I am not going to be doing that. That is not for me. At that point, if you're a year in with somebody, you're gonna discuss like, are we staying in this relationship and, you know, choosing to put in the time and effort to work towards marriage or are we bouncing and we we, we decided we're not that compatible with each other anymore? Mm -mm -mm. So I you know, wonder very... why the divorce rate's so high and the dating hellscape is so, as it is uh, these days. And you, this tweets like this getting 50,000 likes. I mean, it's starting to the math is mathing a little bit. Yes. And I'm not saying you get married at six months, but you start saying, you know, is this worth me putting in a long term commitment with this person? Because. If, if you're not feeling compatible at six months and you're not, you know, feeling like you can see that future with somebody, bounce and move on. I, there's this whole, like, a, I don't know, schism that's happening right now amongst, I think, people who date to date and people who date to marry. And I've always been in, like, the, the date to marry category. And if you don't like somebody... You get out of there, you move on. But I think a lot of people now just date to date. Like they date for the experience. They date to get to know new people. They date kind of like frivolously or because it's fun. And they get they... to know themselves. Yes, exactly. And uh, that's where I think this sort of six month to a year make it official thing comes from. Probably like a fear of commitment and not even wanting that in, in the first place. But to each their own. I do think though, Men know when they, men know for the most part what they want in very, very quickly. And they know which category you're in as a woman very quickly. I see all these TikToks of guys that they're like, guys know if they don't want you, they just want to sleep with you, they want to date you, or they want to go like, you know, long-term with you, almost like right out of the gate. Uh, and then it's all about, you know, placing women in those categories and, you know, figuring out who's the top tier of the top tier, who you're going to end up with. I do think men figure that out pretty quickly. Let's read another one. Okay. This one says, two years is the absolute maximum amount of time that you should date a man without being proposed to. If he hasn't proposed to you in two years, he's just keeping you around to see if someone better will come along. Two years. I don't know. Well, okay. So my, my bias here is that I've been in a relationship for more than two years. So maybe, maybe my heart's hurt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I've met people and uh, men and women do this really well. They're good at like, my, like they're good at melding, I don't know how to say, it, molding themselves to who you are, right? And they're good at like filling in like the little cracks and making you feel like you have this perfect person or whatever. And it takes a little bit of time to where they can no longer hold up that mask anymore. And I have a feeling that a lot of people can do that for two years. Uh, and then, you know, once they reach their end of like marriage or kids or whatever, boom, it's gone and you're dealing with a whole different person. That's why it seems a little quick, but also I don't bat an eye at people who say, I we got married after two years or we got married after a year. Um, the, the divorce rate might bat an eye at them, but <laughs> I, I don't really, you know, I think each it's, it's going to be a time specific thing for, for each couple. Yeah. I think time is not the only factor at play when it comes to like really knowing someone and knowing their character and like 
depends on how you're going about developing that relationship and how deeply you're getting to know them, whether or not you're coming at life with a similar compatible set of values and how honest you are with your communication with one another, how, how, uh, how intimate you are in terms of like your actual get, opening up to each other and being known to each other and all that can it doesn't necessarily need to take years and years and years to happen, uh, but it's also, you still want to be cautious and not, you know, things, it takes time to walk through life and walk through life in parallel to somebody and kind of like watching how they deal with different challenges or how they handle uh, different stressors in life. And like, what is their foundation? What are their values? What, what did they retreat to? Who do they become when they're put under pressure? And that's important things to learn about someone as you are, Uh, getting to know them. And I don't think there should be a hard and fast rule about it. Like my younger brother dated his now wife for like over five, six years, I think, while they were like long distance. She was in California. He was in Oklahoma. They they live in DC now. They've been happily married a few years. Um, But, and that was like a thing where they were high school sweethearts and had this long courting dating season. And, and I don't, wouldn't recommend that for everybody. And I wouldn't recommend that length of time, but uh, they made it work. And I, I think dating in general and relationships in general, like you talk to happily successful, long-term married couples, there's a million different stories. And I think what it usually comes down to is the the character, the values, the, uh, the commitment that the people involved have uh, more than like, did they follow this hard and fast rule? Did they date for this length of time? Were they engaged for this length of time? My, my parents dated for, I think like three months before they got engaged and they've been married like over, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong, but like 35, 40 years now, I think. And, uh, and you know, and they got married after I think like a less than a year of, uh, engagement as well. So, uh, of course that's like, I'm sure a lot of people have like their grandparents and their old timey stories of people who just got married on, on a whim and stuff like that. And things worked out and all that's anecdotal, but bottom line, what's not anecdotal is like you needing to know people having to have compatible values and, uh, really, and, you know, watching people walk through stuff and knowing their character. So I think that's the, the most important. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, we heard from like Ben Shapiro who got engaged to his wife very quickly and they've spent like each and every day together, lots of quality time, parsed out like what they wanted their family life to look like, what their values were, all this different stuff. So it's it's going to be different for each couple. Y'all also know if you've heard me talk about marriage at all, we don't get into it too uh, too deeply on this show, but I don't know how I even feel about letting the government in on my long-term relationship anyways. That might be my hot take on the opinion of, you know, dating and marriage and all that stuff is that I think some long-term relationships that don't end in marriage are just as valuable as the long-term ones of those who are married uh, and have very similar structure, have the kids and the house and the white picket fence and all that stuff, just don't have the... uh, the marriage certificate. So that might be my hot take. We did get a large super chat. We're going to read that out immediately from wannabe Two. It says, hello, Amla. I like watching your videos. You're funny and good humor. And the subjects you talk about are really interesting to listen. Here's a little donation from Germany. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate that. And from Germany, you know, I always ask you guys to drop in the chat uh, where you are from. It seems like the top countries outside of the U.S. that we have are like Australia, Finland, Germany. Uh, the U.K. is UK. a really big one. Uh, and we appreciate each and every one of our international listeners. <laughs> and hopefully we're keeping you up to date on you know some of the conversations we're having here in the United States. We're going to do one more of these before we get into Super Chats. 
This one says, healthy relationships are mutually rewarding and beneficial. You give and you get. There's no unconditional love in a romantic relationship. Whether you realize it or not, love is transactional. You will forever be based, it will forever be based on reciprocity and needs. Hmm. Um, I'm, I guess I'm inclined to agree in some sense, like, uh, I think most people who enter long-term relationships, there are some conditions that they place on their relationships. Very, uh, you know, popular ones. You're not going to have an affair or cheat on me and two-time me. You're not going to, like, lie about finances or, like, ruin things. You're not going to, you know, be unemployed for decades at a time to where, you know, one person is taking care of the whole family, the whole relationship, there is uh, an element of reciprocity. And I feel like if that doesn't remain intact, that's what leads to things like divorce and breakups and stuff like that. So maybe in that sense, love is, is conditional and maybe there is no such thing as an unconditional love. However, I do see some relationships where it's like, you love that person. They could do, you know, a laundry list of things. And even if you end the relationship with them, you would still love that person or maybe love who they are. So there's that. But yeah, I think people are maybe a little mistaken when they say love is love is wholly unconditional because we do place conditions on our relationship. And I'm sure you guys can think of many things that if you were in a relationship with somebody and they did X, Y, and Z to you, you would you would bounce from that relationship because maybe it shows a lack of respect or love on their end. I think that's a mm. solid take. What do you think, Taylor? Uh, yeah. I mean, love does seem to be more transactional in this day and age. Uh, mm -hmm. As someone like I, you know, I'm a, you're at my wedding and like for me, the, the marriage, like the marriage is something that is, uh, it's, it's less about it being a contract where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you're one party of this contract. I'm another party. We're signing to an agreement where we're going to fulfill these obligations to one another. It's more about like a, I'm committing to something higher. And I am saying by entering into this covenant, this relationship with you, that I am forever going to uh, put my needs, my individual needs below uh, the our relationship below this marriage that we're creating this idea of like the two people becoming one. And so it's less about like, Oh, is, are my needs more pressing at this time? Are your needs more pressing at this time? We're, we're one. And so yeah. the goal is for the marriage to work and to grow. And if both people have that attitude, it can work. And like in, in my vows, I told my wife, like whatever I stood to become whoever I stood to become on my own, like I'm, I'm saying that person is no longer who I am. I, I'm only going to exist going forward from this moment in as much as I am part of this union and my goal in life. Now, my priorities in life, this, this union takes precedence over my individual needs, my individual ambitions, whatever. And now that doesn't mean that I'm like completely just being a doormat and not going to exist. Like she's making the same promise to me and, um, our mutual commitment to that is what, makes that harmony work and what, what makes our marriage work. And it's tough, but, and, and that's where like, okay, but inevitably things are going to come up. I'm going to have shortcomings. I might, uh, I might do something that uh, falls short in one way or another. She might do something that falls short in one way or another, but part of the, the growth of the marriage and of you as individuals is being able to learn to forgive one another, to grow as a couple and grow as individuals by uh, 
growing in your character and and staying committed to that process. And uh, that's just that's that's how it's it it to me. That's how it's supposed to work. I don't know about like as far as the government being involved in the contract stuff. That plays almost zero significance to me with regard to the marriage. For me, it's about the promise I made to her before God, before the witnesses that were there that day, and uh, living that out and going going on the journey I'm describing to you together. And I think that that makes for uh, a unique type of relationship that uh, in the confines of that type of commitment, uh, you experience, a, to me, a different level of of just intimacy and safety and security and uh, that's it's great for kids and all that and uh i don't know i that that is the the marriage i know so when i hear this stuff about like marriages and long-term relationships where it's the love is all transactional or whatever Mm -hmm. it's kind of foreign to me like i told the story last week about me uh getting frustrated about the coffee machine and there's not being having a full reservoir or whatever and just learning like you know what instead of keeping score that my wife didn't do this because she does 10 times more things than that on every other front, I'm just going to have the attitude that that my goal is for peace in the home. My goal is for things to just work. And my goal is for us to be happy. So I'm going to take this opportunity to serve my wife, serve our household, and uh, just take care of this espresso machine myself and make sure the reservoir is always full and make sure it's always clean and good to go. I think that kind of energy is what's needed to to make something work. So I'm only speaking from my experience. I can't speak on behalf of anyone else, but uh, that, that that's how I'm coming at it. And we're a couple years into this thing and so far so good. So we'll see. Yeah, you see people, uh, especially like the Red Pill guys, where they're like, bring like, what do you bring to the table? What's your 50%? Like, what's this? What's that? Here's what I bring. And I'm like, if you do that in a relationship, good luck. Good luck. Because some days you're not at 100%. Some days they're not at 100%. And you guys got to like pick up the slack for each other and make sure that you're all good and that together you're coming in at 200. And whatever numbers you have to do to make that make sense, that's what you have to do. Guys, we're going to get into super chats. Let's hear from the audience. Make that make sense. All right, we got a lot of super chats today, so we're going to go through them as quickly, but also as thoughtfully and engagingly as we can, because we appreciate y'all's contributions to the conversation. First up is Daniel Santana, who just said hello right out the gate. I think that came in during the countdown, so he was on top of it. Hello, Daniel. Shout out to Daniel. And hello. Uh, Must Pavlov Dog says, let's relax for a moment with a breather question. Favorite deep sea creature? Taylor, please answer too. Mine is the vampire squid. Love you guys. Oh my gosh. Favorite deep sea creature. I don't know that I really thought about this too in depth. Do you have an immediate answer? creatures can you even name? Uh, what you got? Your, what, does, do lobsters count as deep sea creatures? <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> Does it have to be specifically deep sea? This is the what question. What is it like the anglerfish, the one that's got the little like light on its? Uh, yeah, and then head? just chomps people, chomps the little creatures when it comes near it. I don't yeah, know, that one's guys. Pretty dope. I don't know what qualifies. Can I just say a sea creature rather than a deep sea creature? <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, yeah let's change the. I the love rules a good here. I love a good dolphin. Oh, okay. They're absolutely adorable. Basic. Basic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Taylor? You anglerfish? Oh. I don't know. I mean, I thought of anglerfish. I'm kind of proud of that. So maybe I'll stick to that. Okay. But, I don't know. I like there sharks. I like sharks in general. I caught a shark one time when I was deep sea fishing. So nice. I mean, it was like this big, like a nurse shark. So let's go with that. Now I need to like look up a list of deep sea creatures while we're reading yeah. through these so I can give you an actually accurate answer. Are those eels? Those like electric eels uh, deep sea? I don't know. I don't know. Don't help us out in the chat. I'm seeing like vipers, fish, blob fish. I don't even know. Like, ch- are y'all making these up? I choose this one. This uh, Japanese spider crab. That's what I choose, Ooh. guys. Look at that. 
The guy's killing it. He's killing it. <laughs> I choose you. All right. Uh, my Maniac Mutilator says, any good TV shows you guys recommend? The girlfriend and I have been binging Yellowstone. Have a good weekend, everyone. Keep up the PMA. Oh, I mean, if you... PMA. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Let me know in the chat down below. Uh, if you like Yellowstone, uh, what is it? 1883, which is a spinoff of that show. So, so good. I recommend that uh, 100%. I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching. We've been watching like trash TV, Love is Blind, my boyfriend and I, which I uh, believe the finale's out today. So we're going to watch that uh, <laughs> and finish that up. I did ask you guys, let me know if you want me to give my, my takes on the Love is Blind couples. Maybe we'll do that on like a fun Friday at the end of the show or something like that. Yeah, we haven't watched it yet this season. My wife's just not feeling it yet. But it's we have so been watching um, King of Queens, which is like the Kevin James sitcom from the 90s with uh, Leah Remini, who now does all the anti-Scientology oh, stuff. Oh, nice. Um, I used to watch yeah, that show. It's, it's now that, I mean, I guess it's now that we're married, but like every plot line is about just different <laughs> conflicts that couples encounter mm -hmm. in life. And it's so relatable and also like really wholesome and just like, good old just 90s humor pre-woke nothing like that and it's it's like naturally diverse like his best friend's black and they have yep. all these interactions and stuff but it's like it's just sincere and wholesome and so refreshing so we've been enjoying that and i've been watching last kingdom as well it's like a period drama in uh the uk during the time of the vikings and it's just so awesome i can't i think it's a cool show ever, so that's on Netflix. <laughs> he loves vikings i do um hence even the football team um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Scandinavian, Norwegian, Ooh. Swedish by descent, but out of vis-a-vis -vis Minnesota, <laughs> um, or via Minnesota, I should say. Leah Menendez or Menezes says, as the token trans in the chat, I give everyone permission to call Blossom a he. Oh, Aww. well, you know what? To each their own on that one. Um, or at least their own. Yeah. <laughs> it's always tough. When we were going through that Jubilee episode of like the trans conservatives versus trans liberals, it's like, what do I, I'm just going to call y'all by the thing y'all chose because there's too much going on here. It would just be so confusing. Yeah, so I still confusing. go back and forth. Some days I'm like, I need to defend reality and say the right thing. And then other days yeah. I'm like, this is just too much, too confusing. Like, yeah. Just, we're just trying to have a discussion. So Same. don't read into too much of our motives here, guys. Uh, Jessica Torres says, hello, I always watch your videos during work. I'm 22 years old and work as a custodian at an elementary. I'd be hearing everything as I'd be cleaning toilets. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, what are you hearing? <laughs> I guess hearing all of our takes or your 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 unpacking of oh, the nature of the world. Oh, I was on. so confused. Okay, that you, I now I understand. Well, thank you for watching <laughs> while you're doing yeah. hopefully hopefully rewarding work. Yeah, I mean salt of the earth type folks right there. Mm -hmm. There's dignity in everything, and I'm honored that you're here listening. So yes. Thank you, Jessica. You can sit with us. Uh, get one, two, three says, hi, Amala. Just wanted to write that. I appreciated your stream on the Israeli Palestine conflict. I'm still pro Israel on the issue, but it was very helpful to be reminded of the human cost to both sides. Thank you. Yeah. We were, we were like talking back and forth about how to approach that subject matter and go back and forth on it. And like, uh, it's a tough one to talk about. I am very much anti-war, uh, and take that stance just because of the humanity of everything. So I try to always talk about that and bring that up uh, especially in tough times where people are particularly defensive or combative towards towards one another 
Uh, Alex Santeas, here he is, says, hey there, gang, the audacity Blossom had to lie about you after inviting him <laughs> on the podcast and letting him talk limitlessly. It's just an activist. Yeah. I was just like, man, why? Just literally why? I literally watched it and I was just like, why would you do that? Why would you say that? There was no reason. You weren't prompted to say anything like that. You just decided to throw it in there, I guess, to just make the situation look better and make the, the narrative behind that video look better. But damn, come on now. Uh, Christopher Cox says, Hey, Amala and co I've been having, I have been a longtime supporter and it's so cool to see you go on this journey with you, uh, or to go on this journey with you. Oh. You are on the journey with us. Thank you. Yes. Uh, is there a way I can help you and work with you? I'm a professor and expert in debate slash rhetoric. You know what? Always drop your tips in the, the chat down below or in comments. Uh, I would love to read through that. You can also shoot me an email. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys about your stories. Um, recently, I've been responding to all of our patrons on Patreon who send me chats and, and comments and stuff. And there's just so many people from so many different backgrounds who give me little tidbits and tips uh, and different perspectives on things. So that is always greatly appreciated. Uh, Alex again says, I'm so glad you showed the video of the Cheesecake Factory girl. <laughs> we knew you would be. Uh, literally unbelievable and the high maintenance trash attitude she had as well. I still don't know if it's real. What did, what did when we put the, the thing in the chat, uh, did you guys think that it was a skit or did you guys think that it's real? Let me know. Yeah, uh, I think it was like 65, 35, 65% thought it was real. So Okay. Hard to tell these days, poisoning man. Poisoning their minds. <laughs> I don't know. That was impressive acting. Give them a Webby Award or yeah. whatever the award is <laughs> for acting on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah streaming. <laughs> if they got it. Uh, okay. Degeneer De says, I would take my date to McDonald's for a first date. Hashtag Nugget Strong. Hey, you know what? Some girls would cool be some, all right with that. Some girls would be all right with that. They'd be down with the McDonald's date. I feel like if I... It depends on who it is. If it's a new person that I'm getting to know like for the first time and they're like, oh, let's go to McDonald's or something, I'd be like, oh, okay. I'd rather like you would just say like let's go to coffee and go to like a nicer coffee shop or something like that especially if it's like about money or something that's fine uh, but if it's like a f somebody you know and you're already like acquainted with and you already like I'm of the like belief that if it if the girl already likes you she'll go anywhere like she'll literally do anything right. uh, for for the date or whatever so long as it's not demeaning in any way shape or form but yeah it just depends circumstantial I'm going to tell my wife to cover her ears here, but one of my best first dates I ever did was uh, there was a trend going on called coning. And uh -huh. I don't know if you remember this, Amala. No. It might have been before your time. We don't. But uh, you, would, you would go through drive-thrus at restaurants. And y'all let me know if you remember this. And people would like order an ice cream cone and they'd, they'd take the ice cream cone and, and put it out the window. And then they'd grab it by the ice cream instead of the cone and just like look at the person that's handing you the, the ice cream cone and just what? film their reaction. And it was just like a funny trend for a while. Uh -huh. Stupid thing on, uh, I should probably bring that back, man. I don't think people have seen that. Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, uh, on a date, I was like, that trend was going viral at that time. So I was like, we're going to go coning. And so <laughs> we, we went, we went coning and, uh, uh, yeah, it was a so very you went to multiple spots and did this adventurous experience. <laughs> I think, yeah, we did like one or two. Oh, that is adorable, Taylor. That yeah. is adorable. I've not, I've yeah. not, maybe I have seen a and video of somebody doing that. My wife and it was much better. So, so. there you go. Uh, uh. <laughs> dates mean something, but not everything. Yeah. 
let's see. Alex again says, I'd call the cops on that 304 and say she's trespassing if she doesn't get out of my car. I'm telling you, I'm one of these girls have no shame at all. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The drama. It's so dramatic, guys. <laughs> oh, Alex, Alex. Alex, Eric Alex, Brown Alex. says, uh, as soon as I was back in the car, I'd be driving her back home. She just saved me some cheesecake money, LOL. Yeah, for real. I would drive her back home and then go to the Cheesecake Factory and eat by myself. Are you kidding me? It'd just be a much better experience that way. Uh, Shaki Yadav says, hey, Amal and Taylor, your content. Uh, I love your content and always look forward to your videos. Appreciate how you put your well-rounded thoughts calmly, unlike many people. Uh, first time catching Thanks. a live from the beginning. Lots of love from France. Oh, thank you so much. We do really, really try. We try to keep it calm, chill, cool vibes on this show. <laughs> yeah, merci for being here. Yes. Uh, Jared Richard says, hey, Amala, fantastic show. I've really honed my beliefs with your help. I'm curious, have you seen Blair's response to how Jubilee edited the debate? Yes, I have. And I know there was, I've, I've seen multiple responses. I watched Blair's response. I watched Sarah's response. I watched uh, some of the trans uh, liberals response that was in that video that we talked about at the beginning of this show. And it's clear that the editing was all over the place. And I don't know if that's uh, from a bias on behalf of Jubilee. I'm not inclined to believe that just because I've met so many of the people who work at Jubilee and they're truly just very, very nice people. I think they're just trying to put together, you know, a storyline that is uh, motivating for the audience and, you know, boost their channel and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it just seems like with all the stuff that happened on that day, the hardest thing would have been editing that show down and making sure you you characterize things correctly and got all the good parts and made sure that things were looking normal. And uh, so, yeah, I, I did watch that. It's unfortunate with the situation Blair was placed in that many of them were already aware of her and already had their own depictions of who she was and their own attacks towards her character. And that's what really, I think, led to the episode getting out of hand. And it, seem, it seems like, based on her storytelling of it and a few others, it was just a crazy filming throughout. Uh, I can't imagine being the editor in that case. Yeah, and I have a lot of sympathy being uh, the producer for the um, the show we did with Buck and Blossom. That mm -hmm. was a crazy debate on its own, and we were trying to figure out how to edit and to make it like just watchable. And we ended up keeping most of it in there, um, but... Yeah, it's a, it's not an easy thing. But also, that doesn't give you an excuse to like misrepresent anybody's views or treat them unfairly. So right. it's a fine line to walk. You got a lot of power as, a, as an editor. Mm -hmm. um, moderate Thoughts gave $50 super chat. Thank you. Uh, you get to skip to the front of the line. Uh, says, my dating value has just popped during my third trimester as a man. So having access to 25 and 30-year-olds at age 40 is surprising. Women who wouldn't give me a second look will give me boyfriend status because I make great money. It's surreal. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens. I was going to say, like, there's a whole video to be made about um, guys that go overseas, like the passport bros, to find women who appreciate them or see their value or whatever. And we can argue about the validity of that. And men who just get older and that's where their value starts and women just start dating uh, in age gap relationships. There's a big trend on the internet of women talking about their age gap relationships with like men in their 40s and 50s who are making great money. They have traditional values. They know how to treat a woman. They aren't like worried about like what restaurant they take you out to dinner and all these different things. And they just know 
the classic ways that a man can treat a woman and they take on those gender roles very easily. So where men are going overseas for women, I think a lot of women are just moving up in age uh, and seeing the value in an older guy. So maybe that's exactly what you've accessed now in your 40, in your 40 years young on this earth. <laughs> Yeah, if you're having a tough time in the dating scene, fellas, just just hold on, just, just survive, just exist for a few more years. Oh my gosh, <laughs> things crazy. will be looking up in no time. Oh. But keep leveling up. Yes. Uh, Jared said, "Oh no, we we read that one." Uh, Tom Tom says, "Would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or a thousand horses the size of ducks?" Uh, this is also my first live, and I really appreciate and applaud you guys for everything you're doing. Love you guys. Okay, wait. So somebody's asked me this. Duck duck the size of a horse. Just take one? 100%. Yeah. A big uh, duck. Yeah, that's a tough. I feel like that's it's tolerable. Thousand, a thousand horse-sized ducks? I mean, that's... Do I get like a golf club or something, you know, to defend myself with? Horses are... Horses are quick... They bite and they bite hard. You're gonna deal with a hundred of those little ones? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. One My, one huge duck. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to Jurassic Park when those all those little tiny dinosaurs like ate that guy to death. Or oh yeah. Was no. it? Oh my gosh. Gosh, it's like, it just sounds piranhas, like a way to go. piranhas, but on land. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'd rather get eaten by a T-Rex. Just one big bite, you know, just <laughs> just get it over with. I don't want like a little <laughs> Yeah, what's a huge uh -huh. duck gonna do? Like I understand it, it'd probably be a battle, right? It's it's no small feat, but a huge duck taking that any day, any day. Yeah, yeah. easy, Tom Tom, easy, do better. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, autistic reader says I'm 39. I've never been asked out on a date. Had a few blind bad blind dates though. I would be okay with something like McDonald's. Then mini golfing or bowling for a first date. Don't care the cost. Just want to have fun. Aww. You got to get yourself out there. We are male or female? Female? Um, I don't know. I doesn't say, but I, autistic reader has uh, super chatted before. Uh, I want to say female, but okay, sure. okay. I would say we gotta we gotta get out on those hobbies. Maybe some book clubs. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about dating apps. Maybe you can we can put a poll on that in in the chat. Do you guys support uh, dating apps? Yes or no? Uh, and be out there. I once had a patient at the allergy clinic that I worked at before working at PragerU, and she was 95 years old and had never been on a date before. 95. And she was chill. She was chill as hell, just rolling around in her wheelchair. Cool lady, too. So it's just like, it's interesting that just some people find that they just don't meet somebody or they just never meet somebody who they like. And her perspective was, I just never met somebody who, you know, I, I really liked all that much and was willing to pursue that far. But if a date is what you want, I don't think you'll have much trouble. I don't think you'll have yeah. much trouble. You just got to get yourself out there. They will come. We believe in you. We do. It's going to be all right. Uh, Zeke Sutton says, currently on a plane over the Pacific Ocean headed back to Cali. Wanted to wish you a happy Friday. Oh. Love the content as usual. Thank you. Headed back to California. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one though i don't think we've had anyone uh super chat from a plane yet no so. that is yeah that is a first hello <laughs> we've got a good connection mm -hmm. up there you just started the mile high club yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some version of it some version <laughs> uh Satma dude says is it true amla that in order to get bucket blossom in a foul resentful and angry mood you force them to listen to 1975 for an entire hour 
No, I didn't. Luckily, uh, not luckily, unfortunately, they were just ready for that. Buck was going to be, was ready to be totally respectful, remained respectful throughout the numerous attacks on what he was saying and his character. So shout out to Buck Angel once again. Blossom just came ready to, ready to uh, fight. And let me make things clear. And the reality of it is, came with all those isms, just ready. Mm -hmm. uh sherry Venger said you're awesome so thank, thank you. you sherry thanks uh celtic blacksmith says take that girl to mcdonald's for a happy meal since she clearly wants to act like a child <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who turns down the cheesecake factory run away do not walk yeah i know <laughs> that's the only thing that i'm like this got to be a skit because who would turn down the cheesecake factory the cheesecake factory is so bomb mm. killing it that was good one more from Alex says, dang right, I'm in these super chats. Dang right, I'm in these super chats. I'm live at 304 is wasting that man's time and goes, look at me. I can't go into oh Cheesecake gosh. Factory. That guy was too nice. At least it was just a little bit of his time. He got out of that one before the date occurred or before any relationship occurred. So good for Buddy, man. He, he's got discernment. I'm just an hour. I can't get over it. Like, I get it. It's like, okay, you it, if it's taking you long, something happens, like, you got to communicate. But, like, to just be like... You're, you showed up, I'm ready to pick you up, and you just, okay, mm. no, sit outside, you can't come up, nothing for an hour. Like, no, nope. sorry. No. Nope. Man had way too much patience. Anyway, um, Mackenzie Tuttle says, I would love to go on a first date to Applebee's and both dress up like it's somewhere fancy. We would, <laughs> wouldn't want to murray, worry about money on a first date. That is so cute. I love that idea. I love no, that for fancy you. Fancy like Applebee's the on a date night. <laughs> Make that <laughs> Did happen. Did you just pick that because of that song? <laughs> no, that's a very cute date idea. I fully 100% support that. It reminds me of uh, on Seinfeld, there's an episode where George and Jerry eat... Uh, their candy bars with a fork and a knife because uh, Jerry's boss or someone rich did it, and so they like emulate him. But anyways, Aww. you guys could bring a bring a Kit Kat and a Twix and, so and cute. have that for dessert. Yes. <laughs> uh, the gift says more black women need to date out of uh, of other races so men can see. I'm sorry, this is interestingly worded. More black women need to date out so other races of men can see exactly what black men go through. The entitlement is insane. <laughs> That's a flip side of the narrative there. I don't know how it is, you know, across the board. Maybe there is a specific problem within the black community. Maybe it's just women, modern women in general. Who knows? But that's an interesting point. Maybe, you, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe you're not. Uh, Cupid's says, caught my second live stream. It's my birthday today. Can I get a happy birthday from happy Amal and Taylor, maybe? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cupids. I'm glad you're hanging out with us on your mm -hmm. birthday of all days. Yes. That's awesome. Hopefully we've made it special. Glad you're here. <laughs> um, let's see. Danny Terrones says, oh, no, that that's disrespectful of his time. She just wanted a free meal, probably didn't even like him that much. Rude. Hope he finds a nice lady. Yeah, I hope so, too. He's He seems like a good man, at least based on the five minutes that I've seen of him. <laughs> We'll see. Hopefully he does find a good woman. I love how worked up y'all got about that video. It's great. Yeah. I know. One more from Alex says she starts to realize at the end of the video that she messed up. That plus starts to take a little bit of responsibility, but it was too late. Women take notes. <laughs> Alex is always going to be the most, <laughs> the most adamant about the, the storyline. <laughs> 
love it. It was funny how she was kind of like, no, I mean, we can't come to a compromise. Mm -hmm. It's like the compromise was Cheesecake Factory. It's a little bit of a dominance play there. And some some people do that in relationships. They like to like play their cards, assert their dominance to see how much of a pushover you are. And mm -hmm. uh, she messed with the wrong one. So toxic. Toxic. Uh, Christopher Alcine, how's it going? Says Blossom makes BLK slash LGBTQIA plus slash American slash adults look so bad. Sorry she felt the need to lie. There should be a way to share this with the right audience, Blossom supporters. Call Blair to drag her again. <laughs> no, no dragging necessary. I just needed to clear that up. Clear up the, the lie that was told on my name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's no, it's no hard feelings or anything like that. It's just, it's just an interesting thing that like if you're going to say it publicly and put it out in a podcast, you know, that people are watching and seeing and all this stuff, I'm just going to just going to have to show the receipts really quickly. So just bring in the facts. Lesson learned. Uh Pitlin44 says, Hi, Amal and Taylor, I have a book for you both. Son of Hamas by Masab Hassan Youssef. His dad helped found Hamas, and it offers a unique perspective on the fighting in the Middle East. It's super interesting and insightful. MP. I'm going to make a note okay. of that. Son of Hamas. This is crazy. I have read that book. Ah. Uh, I read it probably like almost 10 years ago, um, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. It's like Jason Bourne level, like he was working as a double agent within Hamas for the Israelis. He was, he's Palestinian, was raised Muslim, but converted to Christianity. And it was a crazy story um, mm. at the time. And yeah, his dad helped found Hamas. Um, I don't, I, I need to reread it now in light of recent events, because I'm sure it would bring a lot more to light. But yeah, I remember reading that. I don't remember how I found it, but um, that's a great, I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, man. Didn't I you tell me about that book? I might have. I don't <sighs> think so. I haven't thought about it in years. But, huh. Um, yeah, it is a crazy story. They should make a movie about it, to be honest. Maybe um, they will. And give me the money for the idea. Yeah, there you go. Um, what was that? What was that idea I had about a dating show with it? Like, oh, oh yeah, yes, like, AI. Yeah, it's like the profiles. It's, you can only chat people, so it's like love is blind. But instead of like talking to them, you can only chat them, and some of them are AI and some of them are real. Like, wouldn't that be crazy, y'all? That so would I be I just, crazy. I just build, build the means. Give me some royalties. Uh, work me in if you guys go. If any of y'all ever make that show, you know who to pay out. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> get mines. That is a great idea for a show. I'm going to be back out, up, back out there on the writer strike. Like, you know. Right, right. By myself. Yeah, literally. Uh, Madeline Glidewell says, I used to live in Claremont, Florida, so I'm very familiar with the Orlando Strip yeah. Mall chain restaurants. What's your favorite local Florida restaurant? Oh, my gosh. Favorite local Florida restaurant? I have to think. I don't even know. Um, I, I, will, I would say where I'm from, but it's just too small of a town. Uh, but not too far from Claremont, like 45 minutes away from Claremont. Oh, what's my favorite local Florida? The traveling pizza thing? Yeah, uh, can I even say that? I don't know if I can say that either. I won't say the name of it. <laughs> Never okay. mind. There's a breakfast spot called Kiki's that is a pretty good breakfast spot uh, in, in Florida. In I believe it's in Orlando or Winter Park. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend that place. Is that who Drake was talking about when he was like, Kiki? Do you, you love, love me? me. <laughs> That's exactly. He's talking to the French coast <clears throat> at that place. Uh, Jihan Sabir says, my boyfriend asked me to be his girlfriend on our fourth date and we had been dating three weeks. Love that. The man knows yes. what he wants. That's exactly where you should be at. Dude, if you're going on like four or five, you know, 10 dates or something like that, and they're still not 
telling you what they want out of the relationship. That's a little wild to me. Yeah. A little wild. Good, good for you. Love that for you, Love as they say, but I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, let's see. Plump Moose says, my first lie, thank you for making my night shifts entertaining. Oh, awesome. That's, that's what we're here for. Wait, that is what we're here for. We're here to entertain. Mindless entertainment. Yep. Cheesecake Factory <laughs> videos. <laughs> Mindful entertainment sometimes. Yeah. No, hopefully not mindless. Uh, Madeline Gladwell again says, Michael Scott says, Chili's is the new golf course. It's where business happens. So, yeah, pretty important place. Dude, I love true. the Chili's episode. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Chili's, baby back ribs. So many. Oh, so many my good gosh. I love that episode. It's so good, man. <laughs> now, that's another TV show to recommend. They just, you know, it just never gets old. The Office. Gosh, I just the Office. can rewatch it. Me too. It just uh -huh. right after I could finish the office and then just loop back to the start. And it's so good. So good. Just don't reboot it. Just don't. Oh, please. Le please leave don't alone. leave it alone. <laughs> Sky says Canadian here. My boyfriend raves about Cheesecake Factory every time after going to the U.S. I've never been. <laughs> but if he took me, I'd be so happy. I listened to the pod during gardening shift, by the way. That is so funny. I'm trying to think like if you were European or like Australian or Canadian or whatever, and you came to America having heard all the stuff of Cheesecake Factory, would you leave being like that lived up to what I was told about it? I think, I think it's pretty good. I don't know. I think it's, it's pretty good. It's a unique experience. It really is. It is. I mean, you know? it's not the best food in the world, but no. it's like impressive Food and an impressive number of cuisines and an impressive amount of food and just like an overall just it's just capitalism experience. it's just capitalism yeah, it's uh in food america yeah it's like love it or hate it it's awesome mm -hmm. <laughs> uh suzanne nixon says hey guys question how long is too long to be in a committed relationship 23 year old been with boyfriend eight years and just had our first child in august how long is too long Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like I said, you y'all know how I feel about marriage. I'm not necessarily inclined to get married myself. Uh, like if you find a partner who's like committed to you long term, I think kids is like a huge thing. Now Taylor and I differ on this. Like Taylor's like a a marriage marriage supporter, and that's cool too. I'm like there's room for for all that. I'm like if I go through my life and you know this is my partner for the rest of my life, and we have kids, and you know that is commitment. Um, we don't necessarily need to register that with the government although i do see the incentive in doing that uh and the religious beliefs behind doing that there's a lot of different factors that would lead to either getting married or not getting married but if you're with a man for eight years you guys are sticking together you're living together you got kids you're raising together you're sharing values good on you i mean you're in a you're in a great position yeah i'd say you already are in a committed relationship yeah that's, that's great but i'm like if you want it put a ring on it yeah. might as well uh, at that point Autistic Two Reader camps. says, six months to be official. I'm in Utah. People are married by that point. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> now, y'all Utahns go go crazy on the dating mm -hmm. scene. Yeah, I was in, I went to like a, a Christian like ministry internship and the joke then was ring by spring. Mm. <laughs> Quick. So, like you start school in the fall and you got to like be engaged ring by, by the spring. end. Wow. Uh, let's see. Maggie Catherine says dating right now is terrifying. I know there are good men out there, but where the heck are they? The good dating pool is so shallow and I'm still drowning. LOL. Yeah. It's not the, not the easiest thing. I know girls who go on like date after date after date and they're still not finding a guy that like meets 
their standard or who's like in it to actually like date for marriage and long-term stuff. But I do think they exist. I don't know. Yeah, I think, by the way, our poll, we had like 65% of y'all said no on the dating apps and 35 said yes. So okay, uh, interesting split. Yeah, I've heard some I'm success like, stories. I don't, I don't like hard and fast rules about that stuff. You can you can find, I know people who found great matches on there, but it just, to me, I think it's a lot about how you go about it. And once you actually are talking to people, meeting people, like how how are you navigating those situations and do you have your head on straight and right. all that? But mm-hmm. I think they can be useful. Same. Um Jimmy Mapes says these are not there are not set rules. Part of it is where you are in life. Dated my first wife for four years and we were only married for one. Second one getting stronger after 19 years and only dated for eight months. Oh, well, you know what? Love yep. that. Love that for you. You never know. Yeah, it's just it's so situational. And, you know, it's going to come down to a person by person basis and compatibility and long term shared values and, you know, a shared spirit towards your relationship. Yeah, it's always going to be different. Must have love dogs again says end of episode thoughts do better blossom insert clap emojis in relationships keep the lines of communication open and justice justice for cheesecake bro <laughs> yeah for the it's just like crazy man like did you not think I would say that, that that's a lie and also keep the lines of communication open in your relationship that's a very powerful thing also justice for the cheesecake man I'm sure he did find a woman who appreciates cheesecake factory and took her there assuming it's real. Is Cheesecake Bro going to become a recurring character like uh, Horacio the F boy? Yeah, right. That other video we He just to? might. He just might. <laughs> uh, Eric Brown says My rule of thumb for marriage is that two years is the minimum before marriage, uh, and one of the years should probably be living together. Of course, I'm single. Hey, you know what? I, I, I know people who didn't live together until they were married. I know people who lived together before they were married. I currently live with my boyfriend, so I'm. I'm personally for me in the live with camp because you get to know so much more about a person and again there's a lot of things that people can like shield from view or just things that you naturally learn in living with somebody that you know come to light uh but i intend for this to be you know the only person that i live with (laughs) so Mm -hmm. there's that and here's another place where omelet and i diverge i did not cohabitate before getting married um we're I guess, traditional Christian in that sense. And I've seen some statistics that I think back up that approach. But again, it's tough because with all these conversations, like you can have people who follow the traditional path and do everything properly as prescribed, get married, and it's a toxic disaster of a marriage because when it comes down to their character, when it comes down to their communication, when it comes down to their actual relationship and who they are as individuals, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a mess and they they weren't prepared for it. And then on the flip side, you can have people who don't follow any of the traditional rules and end up having a great stable relationship. But in my mind, it's like what, you know, the ideal situation is is following the, the tried and true path and, and, and everything, but also having the values. That's, that's my sweet spot. But I, again, I can only speak for myself. So uh, let's see. Rebecca Norell says, Taylor, my dude, is that a bust of King David? Also, I need tips on how to defend my beliefs as a white Christian veteran in mm. a liberal government course. Hey, wow. that's all um, you. It is actually this uh, Michelangelo's statue of David, the head of it. Dope. I got it at like freaking Home Goods or Ross or something. And I was like, that's awesome. I want that on my set because it's a little nod to classical art and and then thereby you know sort of classical 
values and then it's also biblical. So, I mean, that's, and it's just also like a badass thing. So that's, that's why I have it. So thanks for noticing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as defending your beliefs as a white Christian veteran in a liberal government course, I mean, I don't know, just ignore the, the, don't talk as a white person, just talk as a person who is logical and rational and, uh, yeah. That, that's all I can say. And then, you know, the veteran stuff, like it speaks for itself. Like my brother is a, is a veteran. He's actually serving still um, in the Marine Corps. And uh, he recently started his uh, brewery here in the Nashville area. I'm actually <laughs> rocking the shirt right now. Big nice. Trouble Brewing in Galveston. Um, but uh, he, he has like subtle things that show that he's in the Marine Corps in it. But in his marketing and everything, he like just refused to like lean on the fact that he's a veteran and I know some of it's just like in the culture of the military, not to make it a big deal, but anyway, all that speaks for itself though. And he's like, he could be the mayor of his town. I swear. Like he's so respected in the community and, and people put a lot of like, just wait in what he says and love him. And so anyway, as far as the veteran stuff, like, again, don't worry about the categories and the labels and all that stuff. Like get, get to the facts and, you know, spend time educating yourself on whatever issues are at hand. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to share your beliefs and also, you know, don't feel like you have to have every single answer before you speak up and, and be willing mm-hmm. to admit when you're wrong or want to learn more about a certain topic, but your voice needs to be represented in the classroom and, and wherever else. That's what that should be an environment of learning. So uh, I know it usually probably these days feels like propaganda, um, but you know, that's what it's for. And, and I think if you're going in there in good faith and just speaking your mind and being, being honest and doing your best to, to uh, articulate your points of view then you know good on you and uh you'll grow from that and the people around you will grow from it too it's great advice so there I you second go. yeah anything to add there amala no. <laughs> we're trying to get through these super chats y'all it's you like sealed almost... it signed sealed delivered <laughs> all right uh april for grace says this shows my age because if i went out with someone it would be be it was because i liked the guy already i wouldn't care where we went uh is the date now to see if you might like the guy so he has to impress you well, you know, a lot of people are, see, I stand by what you said. If you like the guy, it doesn't matter where you go. But so many people are going on dates with people they don't know now with like dating apps and stuff like that. So I guess it does change the dynamic uh, of of first dates and stuff. So, yeah, but I'm with you. If you like the guy, it doesn't matter. Um, let's see. Yes. Stephanie Fonseca says, boyfriend and I are over seven years together, engaged four years, got our offer accepted for our first home today. Uh, a paper proving you're together Ooh. isn't always needed. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Round of applause. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge step. That congrats, is awesome, Stephanie. Yeah, congrats. Um, sent sent says, "What is your opinion on using versus not using preferred pronouns for trans people?" I have seen you do both, so I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Yeah, I go back and forth on it. I mean, like for the the sake of clarity, sometimes on the show, it's just easier to choose what people are telling you to say them or telling you to refer to them as. Also, if I was talking to somebody in person, like a trans person, and we were having a conversation, I would, of course, refer to them as their uh, preferred pronouns, just for the sake of, like, not being antagonistic and having the conversation go smoothly, especially if we're trying to, like, find middle ground or go back and forth on on ideas. Um, But I will always make it clear that my point of view is that biological women are biological are women and biological men are are men. I don't think that's ever lost in like the misuse or use of preferred pronouns. Um, so you know, a lot of people get stuck on it and they'll say, Amla, like, why are you using the preferred pronouns of the person? Y'all know what my opinion is at the end of the day. The trans person who I'm talking to knows what my opinion is at the end of the day. I don't think it really, you know, hurts the message to to use them or to not use them. 
could say either or. Cosine. That's all I'll say on that one. <laughs> uh, Sandra Allen says the goal is for both partners to focus on serving one another. If each one is focused on the other, then there's no room for resentment. Yeah. Have a great day. 100%. It's when you start getting like me centric and me, me, what am I getting? What is this? Now, if a person is not, you know, having that same perspective as you have in the, the acts of service towards your relationship, then a discussion needs to be had. But so many people are like, I'm the main character. How is this going to work for me? What are you bringing to the table for me? Instead of asking the question of themselves of what they bring. Yeah, what was that TikTok we reacted to recently of like, I think it was an Asian woman who was like, yeah, well, our marriage was so great at first. And then I like got my degree and I got a better job and I leveled up and my husband just kind of stayed the same. So now I divorced him. Crazy. Like, Wait, what? Crazy. Poor guy. Uh, uh, okay. Boomer 412 says first time actually getting through alive without work interfering. Hmm. Watching your balanced shows makes this boomer have some hope for the younger generations. Oh. Um, and one more from OK Boomer says, my mom used to say that you should know someone in all seasons before making a lifelong commitment. Yeah, yeah, that's something to think Wisdom. about. You want to like uh, do like a check, check the pulse on your relationship of you know what hard things have we been through together? What easy things have we been through together? How are they during like mundane tasks like grocery shopping or like doing the laundry, stuff like that, that you, you don't doesn't necessarily at the top of mind in your day to day in your relationship, but something that down the line is going to be so important and be that seasons like the time of year or seasons like the, the peaks and valleys of a relationship all needs to be taken into account. hundred percent. Um, Hansley Trandall, my wife here says, <laughs> I forgive you for waiting too long to ask me to be your girlfriend. <laughs> going to go fill up the coffee reservoir right now. That is so <laughs> funny. I love That's that. Funny. That is so very sweet. Hi, Ansley. <laughs> but sorry, babe. I already filled the coffee reservoir right before the show because I had a coffee and noticed it was empty. Hilarious. So. I love that you're both just like in the same house now having a conversation. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me money that maybe uh, I earned that's yes. going you just gave YouTube 30% of $10 yes What's you up just gave YouTube $3 but that's <laughs> hey you know what that's love it was worth it <laughs> by the way make my wife stay if you guys are into books at all she's on Instagram Ansley books a-n-s-l-e-y-b-o-o-k-s and does a bookstagram so if you are into reading at all follow her for the best book recommendations and reviews yes. in the world no 100%. bias on my part <laughs> Um, Sean Cuck says destiny is all is that like the influencer destiny. Yeah, maybe? I don't know. Or is that I don't like know a what's going on there. Statement like maybe destiny. it's a, yeah, maybe it's a destiny <laughs> is all type thing. But yeah, we read, a, way, we read we'll a take, take from destiny, the liberal streamer, uh, on Wednesday show show. Was that Wednesday? Um, what day is it? Yes, it was Wednesday yeah. show. And so, yeah, he's, he's been, I don't, I think he's like getting slightly red pilled. I'm following him on following him on Twitter and I'm seeing more and more like him calling out bad faith on the other side. I mean, he's still who he is, you know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's I'm it. encouraged to see him like engaging in good faith. Yeah. On a lot of things. And I'm here for it. Being, yeah. We need more of it. Uh, Eric Brown says, since my first time chat, just wanted to say, jumped into figuring out the logic slash lack thereof on this stuff. Village villain origin story. Amla is the best voice. Oh, thank you. I hope you're not going through your village origin story and that you meant that in some other direction. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to create hero origin stories here. <laughs> but yeah, yeah thank you so hero. much. Thank you. Maybe it's we're blackpilling him. I hope not. Talking about too many 
Typical I hope we're not black pilling you things. guys. Oh, I'm sitting uh, crisscrossing this chair now. Oh, yeah. All right. We're almost done. The finish line's inside. Thank y'all for hanging out with us this long. This, this is a fun part of the show, though, especially on Fun Friday. Yes, we, we love do talking love talking to you, talking to you guys. From you. Uh, Orange Tic Tac says, hello. Uh, I've caught a lot of live shows and appreciate the content you make. As a gay guy, I feel less alone and way more confident in my views. Thanks. Oh, that is so awesome. I love to hear from people who are in, I guess, these identity groups that are supposed to feel a certain way about issues. So it's always great to have you guys and you're always welcome here. Even if you don't agree, you are welcome uh, here in, in the chat and on the show. 100%. Uh, Imagination Haven says, happily married with four kids in my mid-30s. Uh, when we met, he drove a beat-up old Kia, but he was in the military and motivated. He made it clear he was dating for marriage, Miranda. Yeah, dude, here's the thing. These guys, or these girls will like, I can understand this, oh, I don't wanna go through struggle love or whatever, and I don't wanna date a man who's not doing this and that or blah, blah, blah. But do you know, millionaires aren't born millionaires and like guys who are successful aren't like born successful. You have to see a man through the like, the lows of life, the ambition of life to get to the point where he is a successful man that you're married to. So these girls who are like, I'm not gonna sit at Cheesecake Factory. I'm not gonna go to Chili's or whatever. I'm like, girl, just be glad he's taking you to dinner and paying for it in the first place because you have no idea. You shouldn't be looking at like, what's he earning? You know, where's he at in life? How successful is he? You know, as like a, a basis for your relationship. You should look at like, how much drive does this guy have? How much ambition does he have? What does he want to do with life? And you know, not every person needs to like make a bunch of money and be spectacular. If you have a good man with good values, who's like working a normal job, but like taking care of you and yours and loves you, that is all you need. I don't know where we got to this. Like we need six figures. We need him to be six foot tall. We need a six pack and stuff. Like if you find a good man who is just like meeting your protection needs, meeting your needs for love, and is just like has a good head on his shoulders, what does it matter? how much money that he's making. My goodness, crazy. 100%, that's too much sanity for you guys. By the way, someone said that that Destiny is all super chat from Sean was actually about The Last Kingdom, the show that I recommended. Oh. It's like a thing that's set <laughs> on there. Destiny I, is all. I just finished season three and I think that becomes more of a thing later. Okay. But uh, anyways, thank you for there you go. Me on that. So Y'all are all watching the same shows. sorry for going to that big giant thing about the influencer Destiny, <laughs> Never mind all that. He sucks, no. We take it back. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Autistic reader again says, lol, I'm female. Try dating apps. Only had creepy guys try to talk to me. Flat earthers, alien watchers, etc. Oh, I've gosh. tried getting out there. So far, the men are willing to be friends, but nothing more. Oh, well, I don't don't lose out hope on your situation. I can I can tell you, you will you will eventually, you know, meet somebody who's hopefully on the same page as you and stuff. And and if you're on dating apps and you're meeting a bunch of creepy men, Maybe we just need to sift through them a little bit more <laughs> because like I said, I've met couples who have like met on a hinge, some even on like Tinder and stuff like that. And it, what they do all, for the most part always express to me is that like you got to go through a lot of just like talking to people and realizing they're not the right person moving on to the next and then talking to them, realizing they're not the right person moving on to the next. Um, there's this girl on TikTok and I forget what her TikTok handle is, but she's 40 years old. I don't know why I said girl, woman. And her whole TikTok is her going on dates. And I swear, six days a week, this woman is on a date with a different guy. Now you can view that however you want to view it. Um, but 
Well, all I'm saying is she's going through dating apps and her approach is like, if you like what you see on my dating profile, we've had a little baseline conversation, ask me out on the date. I'm not going to be here for long, you know, set up the date. So just start, you know, ushering them in that direction. You know, you want to get coffee or not? Because I'm not going to sit here and just like go back and forth, you know, sitting and texting for six months as one of these people said in their, in their tweets. <sighs> Rough out there, y'all. It is. Uh, Lisa Balist, Balstreri uh, just sends super chat. No message, but thank you, Lisa. Uh, Imagination Haven again says, just moved from southern Louisiana to Pennsylvania and I and know no one. Love your show. Thanks for being a constant. Makes me feel some sense of normal. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's Aww. dope, Miranda. I, was in, I went to LSU and, and lived in Baton Rouge for six years, so I wonder what part of southern louisiana specifically but that's that's god's country down there i love it go tigers <laughs> uh let's see hazy kurubo says happy friday love the show i always watch while at work researching nuts what's y'all's favorite nuts lol like tree nut uh, <laughs> researching nuts. i like that's a good a walnut profession. that is a fascinating profession mm. and i wonder what that entails also love a good walnut <laughs> <laughs> I'm team cashews all the way. Cashews by far. He is favorite. team cashew. Is. I feel like, so back where we used to work at PragerU, uh, Taylor and I would always go to this Thai restaurant. Every single time we go there on lunch break, he's like cashew, cashew nut chicken. Every cashew single nut time. chicken. That's just spicy. Every single time. So good. And it's never spicy yeah. enough. Yeah, they never, they never did. Some Thai places will kill you, but. Not this one. one. Still good though. Do better. Uh, let's see. Ismael Sanchez says, I love you guys. Watch you guys at work all the time. Oh, that's so awesome. I feel like the workplace is where we're at, guys. We are a safe for work podcast. <laughs> safe for work. Yeah. Um, at least the long form stuff. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, Minchi says, hi, Amal. I've tried dating apps. Didn't work. I confessed three times before and two or three times turned out they were gay. I uh, kind of gave up now, crying emoji. Uh, by the way, love your show. Dude, that's wild. Two out of three times gay? That's crazy. You know, I wonder how often that's happening these days. You know, as the sexual spectrum widens and people start identifying with different things, how often are y'all dating men and they turn out to be gay? I'd be, I would rock my world for a little while there, especially if it was like a long-term thing. But if it's like a short-term thing and then they're like, oh, I'm gay. Okay, well, that's fine. Isn't it That's like crazy. a big thing now where people are like, I'm bi, but then they only date women or I'm bi and they only date men. Like, There's so many women who are like, I'm bi and then they only date guys. It's just basically, and I'm not going to, this is not a hard and fast statement for all bisexual people, but for a lot of them, you're just a girl who dates men, but will make out with girls at bars. Okay. And uh, then you say you're bi because you feel like it makes you interesting and unique or whatever. Uh, you listen but, to one Katy Perry song and it becomes yeah, your whole personality. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but no, not not all people. I'm sure there are plenty of bisexual women and men who date both and, you know, get in long-term relationships or whatever. But come on now. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all side-eye. Some of y'all. Uh, and, and Kita Smiles says, hey, Amala, the first post arguably has the most unbiased reporting on the Israel-Hamas war out there. Check it out. The first post... I'm going to check that post, out. One word. First so. post, son of a moss. It's a lot of different. Jot that down. Yeah, you're giving us all kind of stuff. Okay. I'm trying to keep um, up to date. Stephanie Fonseca again says, if Blair is on the show, maybe a discussion with how to talk to the other side may be interesting. 
polite and interested versus direct and unfiltered. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that I and I agree with you. That is the the latter is the way to go when having conversations with people you disagree with. 100 percent. Um, Alex and Taya says that guy's first big mistake was that he didn't try to date a normal Asian or Latina girl. Oh Dump that delusional gosh. 304 on the side road. Next Don't time. put your preferential race dating stuff in my <laughs> in my super chats, Alex. My goodness. <laughs> Leave it open. Good people is good people. OK. Alex is always talking about the, the big booty Latinas. Yes. He, <laughs> okay, he doesn't say big booty, but that's a thing that people but say. But we know so. he's thinking it. <laughs> oh dear uh winona says hey amla i'm 15 and my friend and i love your show and look up to you thank oh, you thank you i feel so bad saying big booty latinas and then the next one's a 15 year old yeah, uh but anyways thank you so much for watching uh jazz whiteledge <laughs> says i haven't found a man who wants a nuclear family yet ah that's that's tough, man. And there's an age of like a lot of women don't want kids anymore. I'm sure that many men are on the struggle bus when it comes to that subject matter. That's a tough one, man. I've met couples who are dating and it's very and they've been dating for a long time. And it's very clear that one of them wants children and the other one doesn't. And I'm like, what are you guys doing together? That is like one realm of argument or like disagreement that should probably be a no go if you're out there on the dating scene. If you all can agree on kids, don't be like, oh, it'll change or you know, things will start looking up or I'm going to, you know, change their perspective on this down the line. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Move on. Red flag. Yeah. Um, BK Nesco UWU says, uh, imagine having a family of 20 kids could never be me. 20 kids is a lot. I Who's mean, got 20 kids? I don't know. Who does have 20 kids? Even the Octomom is not at 20 kids. Who's got 20 kids? <laughs> if you're a know. child you of 20 kids, that. yeah, drop that in the chat down below. <laughs> Shiloh from Alaska says, um, Finn, and then a fishing emoji, alive, have a great day. I don't know. Maybe it was like finish alive. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, have a great day all the way from Alaska. Coffee, cheers. Date app. I live in small community. 100 T-H-O-W can be helpful. I'm happily married 10 years oh well congratulations i bet the dating scene in alaska is an interesting one y'all y'all kind of few and far between over there aren't you that's got to be mm. interesting and i wonder what the it's age range population. of alaskans is yeah yeah that might be tough mm. uh lisa balistreri just sends a super chat no message cool name Mackenzie Lee says, hey, Amla, love the show. I used to be a super leftist and now started leaning more right when I met my now fiance. We get married tomorrow, so please pray for us and wish us well on our big day. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. That is so very awesome. And again, sometimes you meet people that you fall in love and then soon that perspective starts opening up and they red pill you a little bit or the opposite. Maybe they blue pill you, but it happens. Mm -hmm. I think I think I've somewhat red pilled my wife in the last few years um she wasn't like super activist politically or either way but um mm -hmm. i think she's definitely leaned more in in my direction whatever that is um, yep yep love will still do challenges that. me on certain things and thinks for herself which is even better yes. so uh, Mc, uh eric brown i think this might be our last one uh says no black pill lol also bring tom soul back in the background currently work working through one of his books oh nice i do i don't have the tom soul it's at prager U, uh so i don't own that photograph <laughs> so tom soul will probably not be back unless we do a new rendition of 
of uh, his his stuff. I think there is actually one more super chat. Yeah, I see a couple. Actually. Oh, couple, couple more. <laughs> okay, so we got Imagination Haven uh, or Miranda said one more. She's from Covington slash Mandeville, North Shore of Nola. I know exactly where that is. Been there. Um, so that's where she's mm. from in New Orleans. Go Tigers! The LSU had to explain to someone what red beans and rice was the other day. Felt like I was explaining in detail my right foot. <laughs> red beans and rice. I, I love red beans and so rice. Good. That is so good. Oh my gosh! My wife had never been to New Orleans. We went uh, to on a weekend trip there this year with some friends from California and just threw down. Went to all the legendary spots and it was like oh, it was so fun. So man. so much so fast. I've never know. been there either. I would just go there to food tour. Are yeah. you kidding me? We did like a ghost tour, food tour, went to like where they invented all these cool cocktails and had like a cool cocktail museum. And it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, jazz, music, uh, arts district area. Um, anyway, Nola, you can sponsor the show if you want. <laughs> uh, and then I think this might be our last one. This is, no. I know, we had a couple more. Wow, you guys <laughs> just uh, weren't letting us go. No, we're still Celia here. Hernandez says i married my husband when i was 19 and he was 30 Whoa. it's been three years i lost all my friends after i got married due to their beliefs of women's freedom whoa that is wild we covered a am i the asshole about a 19 year old who wanted to date a 40 year old was it 40 or 30 mm -hmm. 40 uh, it was it was like something wild like that yeah and i'm sure there were some some eyebrows raised among you and your friends when this happened um but hey y'all three are strong congratulations you never know yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't know y'all, but no reserved judgments here. I'm, exactly. I'm happy for you and hope hope everything works out swimmingly. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyler Shiflet just sends a super chat, no message. And one more Thank from you. Alex says, well, I didn't say big blue, big booty Latinas. I said normal Latinas. I'm not Alex Stein. Uh, <laughs> and I love the cheesecake bro name, so I changed it. Okay, so any normal Latinas, uh, which I guess would include those with big booties as well. Alex Santeus <laughs> is uh, putting his line out in the chat. <laughs> also Asians, so. <laughs> so oh, go. my gosh. And one uh, more from Kiende Mbaya. Just sends us just like a little dancing frog or something. Little Yep. And then we have baby. one last one from oh, Kevin wow. Colazzo. Says, love you guys. All right. Love, love you too. We're cutting you, you all off. We are. We are cutting off the show at this point. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope you've had a fantastic Friday with us. Let me know what your weekend plans are in the chat down below or in the comments after we end the stream. Always love to hear that. Tyler Shiflet sends another super chat. Says, love your channel. Been watching for six months. Happy six-month anniversary, Tyler. Thank you so much for being an avid watcher of this show. We appreciate every single one of you. Again, let me know your weekend plans in the chat down below. I, this weekend, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm going to chill. I'm going to hang out with my best buddy, Risa, for a little while. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be moving soon out of this place, I think. So touring some new spaces. So that'll be fun. It's always, always fun to go on a little apartment hunt. Guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. And we also post videos for you guys on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Tomorrow's video is about AI celebrity influencers, which is a new thing happening on Instagram slash meta. Fun stuff. Can't wait to tell you guys about it. Thank you for watching. Have a fantastic, fruitful, prosperous weekend. And I will see you next time. Bye, guys.